Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when the family gathered together to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. In these series of programs, we will look in on drama, suspense, news, music, and the stars and programs that made it all possible. On this program, we are featuring The Supper Club, The Jack Benny Show, The Breakfast Club, and Breakfast in Hollywood, plus a word from Ma Perkins. During the 40s, the Supper Club was broadcast nightly five nights a week for 15 minutes. The program was also recorded and broadcast around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Service. The Supper Club originated on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights in New York, with Perry Como holding forth as host. On Tuesday and Thursday nights, the show was broadcast from Hollywood, and Joe Stafford was the hostess on Tuesday nights. On Thursday evenings, another great singer performed the musical honors. I was at NBC on the evening of December 16th, 1948, to watch this broadcast. And now here's the star of our show, voted one of the top vocalists by the radio editors and columnists of America, Peggy Lee! Hello there. It's been another beautiful California day. Huh? A little unusual, but a good day. A good night and a good show, I hope. By the way, I'm happy you're with us. We've got some Christmas songs for you later on, but first, this something. A little bird told me that you love me, and I believe that you do. A little bird also told me I was falling, falling for no one but you. There's no use denying, I might as well confess Of all the boys I know, dear, I'm sure I love you best A little bird told me we'll be happy And I believe that it's true This little bird told me we'll be merry We'll have a pretty cottage not too far All fenced in like a movie star A great Dane Papa gonna call him Ace Lying there by the fireplace Goldfish pond and wishing well Everything is gonna turn out swell A little bird told me we'll be happy And I believe that it's true And now I know that it's true That bird lost his feathers. 
request by Peggy Lee, the song... I Don't Know Enough About You. The year? Well, Tom, it was 1946 that Dave and I wrote it. It was our first really big song, and we were both very thrilled. Funny thing about it, though, people keep asking us about the ending. Well, it was an accident. When we were searching around for a certain lyric, we happened to look up at the encyclopedia. And there on the cover of one of the books was... From Schmur to Schmoo. <laughs> well, that did it, and here it is. I know a little bit about a lot of things, but I don't know enough about you. Just when I think you're mine, you try a different line, and baby, what can I do? I read the latest news, no buttons on my shoes, but baby, I'm confused about you. You get me in a spin, oh, what a stew I'm in, cause I don't know enough about you. Jack of all trades, master of none. And isn't it a shame I'm so sure that you'd be good for me If you'd only play my game You know I went to school And I'm nobody's fool That is to say until I met you I know a little bit about a lot of things but I don't know enough about you I know a little bit about biology And a little more about psychology I'm a little gem in geology But I don't know enough about you I guess I better get out the encyclopedia and brush up on from schmur to schmoo Cause I don't know enough about you Jack Benny was a radio star, I believe, for longer than any other entertainer. And except for the Mormon Tabernacle Choir program and Don McNeil's Breakfast Club, each of which has continued on the air for more than 30 years, Jack Benny holds the record. During his many years on the air, his radio cast changed only slightly. And that was during the Second World War when singer Larry Stevens replaced Dennis Day when the latter was inducted into the service. Don Wilson was the announcer, and Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, and Rochester helped keep a nation laughing with the Jack Benny program. The Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny, with Barry Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Larry Stevens, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're broadcasting from Palm Springs, California. 
Palm Springs, the garden spot of the desert, where the star of our show went for a cold and caught one. And here he is, Jack... Achoo! Gesundheit Benny! Thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, I wish you wouldn't give a false impression about the climate in Palm Springs. <laughs> Just so happens that I was sitting in the sun, and it was so hot, I caught this cold panning myself with a Florida newspaper. <laughs> really, the, uh, the, the weather is beautiful here. I know, Jack, but why does the sun go down so early? Don, it comes up in the morning, takes a look at the prices, and ducks behind the mountains. <laughs> But it's really wonderful here, Don. There's so much to do. Ah, it certainly is, Jack. And I've been taking advantage of it. Sunbathing, swimming, horseback riding. Wait a minute, Don. Wait a minute. You mean you found a horse that could hold you up? I mean... Well, yes, Jack. I was riding a brown horse. You passed me on the trail. What are you shouting for? Huh? <laughs> Call me on a trail. <laughs> was that you? I should have known. First time I ever saw a horse with arch support. <laughs> and a cane yet. That horse was so sway back, you looked like you were riding a slice of cantaloupe. <laughs> if I told my riders once, I told them a thousand times, that joke is no good. I told them... <laughs> Leave it in anyway. But I'm pretty clever. Just think, a few weeks ago, there were people who couldn't stand me. Huh? Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Hi, everybody. Mary, I've never seen you look so good. You've only been here a week, and you've got such a beautiful tan. You must have been out in the sun a lot. Yeah, I wish I could find a room. <laughs> oh, well, it is. It is awfully crowded here. You're not kidding. Yesterday, I put a penny in a gum machine, pulled the lever, and a woman stuck her head out and said, Sorry, no vacancy. <laughs> Mary, if we weren't in Palm Springs, I think you were making that up. Huh? I didn't believe it myself till I saw the sign. The sign? Yeah, it said, please do not shake machine, you'll wake up the baby. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I know that gum machine. It's called the Juicy Fruit Hacienda. <laughs> <laughs> They're booked up until April. Oh, know? by the way, Mary, I saw you riding a bicycle down Palm Canyon Drive. You look very cute in your sunsuit. Well, thanks, Don. You look cute in yours, too. What? <laughs> Don... Now, you walking around in a sunsuit? That takes a lot of courage. Jack, what about a you? A lot of sunsuit, too. <laughs> Don Wilson is the only guy I know who gets his suntan oil at a filling station. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying, Don? Um, um, oh, Jack, what about you and that corny cowboy outfit? What, repeat that. What'd you say? Uh, what about you in that corny cowboy outfit? Oh, I looked all right. And those high heel shoes you were wearing. Wow. Well, that shows how much you know. For your information, young lady, all cowboys wear high heel shoes. With open toes, you're crazy. <laughs> well, I had to cut them. They hurt my feet. What a cowboy. You should have seen him, Don, swaggering around town with two guns in his belt. Three. One's a cigarette lighter. <laughs> Anyway, Mary, when you're in Palm Springs, you're supposed to dress like a tough Westerner. Some tough Westerner. Your spurs still have dough in them from cutting out cookies. <laughs> well, you ate most of them, sister, so don't be funny. 
I know what's cooking here. Okay, folks, the show may be flopping, but now Harris is here to start things popping, so shower me with that sun-kissed applause. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I wish, Phil, I wish you wouldn't sneak in here like that. Now, let me ask you something. Why didn't you show up for rehearsal yesterday? Where were you? Well, I'm sorry, Jackson. You see, I couldn't get a room in Palm Springs, so I'm staying out at the B-Bar H. Oh, the B-Bar H, huh? What are you living in, a room or a cabin? In the in bar. The bar. It's crowded, crowded out, out there, there, too. <laughs> Hard to guess that, you know. You must have loved that, Phil. No, no, not anymore, partner. I'm on a wagon. You on the wagon? Yes, sirree. All I take is two drinks a day. Phil, if you're on the wagon, you shouldn't drink anything. Look, Jackson, my stomach's like a steel mill. You can shut it down, but don't let the fire go out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Phil. I know what you mean. That right arm of yours is a pretty good stoker, too. Now, it's uh, time for a band number. Are your boys ready to play? Yeah, Jackson, but I forgot to bring the music. You didn't forget it, brother. I hit it. <laughs> music only confuses them anyway. Now, wait a minute, Jackson. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's don't start that again. You've been riding my boys long enough. My orchestra is not as bad as you so unprovocatively infer. There he goes with that word again, unprovocatively. Phil, you used that same word last Sunday. Look, when I spend a whole winter learning something, I ain't gonna throw it away on one broadcast. <laughs> well, Phil, unprovocatively or not, all I know is when your band plays a number, it sounds like a filibuster with instruments. Now, go ahead and Hold play. it, hold it a minute. Jackson, what was that lovely word you just said? Filibuster. Filibuster? Gee, I already know unprovocatively, and now filibuster. Say, Jackson, how do you spell filibuster? C-A-T. <laughs> now, we'll go ahead and play. C-A-T, filibuster. I'll have to remember that. Yes, do, do. Play something. Daytime radio was strictly for the housewife, and only several survived the advent of television. I mentioned earlier that The Breakfast Club was one of the first, and to this day, broadcast coast-to-coast in the USA and around the world by the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. The program was originally titled The Pepper Pot, but on June 23, 1933, Don McNeil became the master of ceremonies, and the program became The Breakfast Club. Here's an excerpt from one of the early Breakfast Club programs. join the millions of families from coast to coast and listen to America's favorite, the American Broadcasting Company's Breakfast Club with Don McNeil. Good morning, everybody. Good morning to ya. We woke up bright and early just a howdy do ya. Coffee's on, the cereal, the bacon, and the skillet. Eddie Valentine and his boys have tunes to fill it. So come on, gang, let's take a poll of this day's meeting. Line up, kids, I'll call the roll and sing your greeting. Nancy Martin. And Jack Owen. Glad to see you. <laughs> Sam and the Vagabonds are here today. The Breakfast Club, let keep on smiling out there. The Breakfast Club is on the air. Good morning to you. Mighty glad to see you around the breakfast table of the air today. Today is Thursday, the 29th day of November, 1945. We're almost ready to get rid of November now. And so we invite you with Eddie Ballantyne, the boys, to rise and shine. Well, it's nice to know he hasn't changed much since 1945. 
If Don McNeil was popular with his Breakfast Club program in Chicago, then Tom Brenneman was equally as popular, if not more so, with his morning breakfast show broadcast from the West Coast. Originally Breakfast at Sardi's, it later segued into the title Breakfast in Hollywood. You should have seen the women lined up at 5 o'clock in the morning just to get in to see the show. Serve you breakfast in Hollywood. <laughs> Friends, next week our old maestro starts his big trek across the country, which is a good trek if he can do it. With the release of his picture, Breakfast in Hollywood, he's off again on his travels. In fact, he says this time he would like to girdle the globe. <laughs> Here he is now, and if you could just see him or see his globe, you'd realize that it needs a girdle. <laughs> Here he is, Tom Brennan. Thank you. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. And how do you out there along the network party line? Greetings from the ladies having breakfast in Hollywood, a radio program that emanates from the Brenneman Beanery along about this time, Mondays through Fridays. It's special low where winged few fellows can find a sick quarter to an Uncle Sam's hospitals from coast to coast, wherever you may be listening. We're sorry we can't send you some of this grand California sunshine. Well, we're getting plenty of it these days, and you know it. That's right. That's about all the weather report we need this morning. <laughs> Truly, the, the, the days out here, the last couple of weeks of what I like to call Don McNeil days. Balmy. <laughs> we're going to visit a little bit. What in the world is wrong with you? Who are you, sir? W.W. W. Undercoffler. Undercoffler? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Looks like an undertaker sitting there. <laughs> and if you were old enough, you just might have a chance to win the famous Tom Brenneman orchid. Now then, we're going to award our lovely California Armroy orchid to our eldest guest. And I'd like to have a bit. 82. 82 is a start. And you... 84. 84. 85. 88. Gee, what an active market this morning. 88, 88, is this the 88? 88, where is the 88, please? Lady back here. Is that the winner? So it is. Well, come on. See this tonight. Hello there. And who is this? Who are you? Mrs. W.H. Hollinger. Well, come on, Miss Hollinger, take my arm. Where do you live? Hmm? In Los Angeles? No, sir. Where? 425 East Foothill, Altadena. She lives in Altadena. Mrs. I want your name again now. W.H. Hollinger. Hollinger. Uh-huh. Mrs. Hollinger wants you to meet the ladies to breakfast in Hollywood. Here she is. She's 84. Come on. 88. Pardon me. Now, you see, you're in the spotlight right here. Eight, when were you 88, Mrs. Hollinger? The 21st of this month, last Sunday. Uh, last Sunday? Yes, sir. Do you have a birthday celebration? Well, we had a dinner at home with our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Goodness, how many children do you have? Five. Five. And great-grandchildren? Eight. Eight. And great-grandchildren? Seven. Seven. Well, you had a table full, didn't you? I didn't have all my children. I have two in Kansas. Oh. They couldn't come. Oh, that's too bad. You suppose they're listening to you this morning, Miss Hollinger? I think so. Gee, I hope so. Well, we have a lovely flower for a lovely lady. 
fact is, we have a double decker this morning. That's your orchid. Thank you very much. It's a two big, beautiful orchids. Aren't well, they lovely? I think you're giving me more than my share. Oh, no. no. Thanks no. very much. You're perfectly all right. I had an orchid a year ago. You had an orchid a year ago? <laughs> yes. Well, not here. Yes, sir. You're... No, it's your other. Oh, it's the other place? Well, yes, where was sir. I? Well, you gave me the orchid. What? Did I give you the orchid? <laughs> No, and I'll tell you one thing. You asked me what was my hobby, yes. and I told you horses. Yes. And you wanted to know if I was a cowgirl, and I said, no, sir, I just loved horses yes. and always had uh, one. Uh, you still go riding? No. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I had a horse saddled for me was when I was 80. My grandson in Kansas brought his horse around and wanted me to ride, but uh, I said no. No. <laughs> Thank you for coming over and visiting us. Why? After breakfast, most women settle down to listen to the daytime soap operas. Programs like Backstage Wife, Vic and Say, Just Plain Bill, Stella Dallas, Easy Aces, and Merton Marge helped millions of listeners while away the hours. We will examine in depth some of the soap operas in another program. But now, listen to the last moment in the last program of the 27-year history of everyone's own Ma Perkins. Ma Perkins again. This was our broadcast, 7,065. <laughs> I first came to you on December 4th, 1933. Thank you for all being so loyal to us these 27 years. The part of Willie has been played right from the beginning by Murray Forbes. Shuffle was played for 25 years by Charles Eggleston, and for the last two years by Edwin Wolfe. The fairy you've been hearing these past few years has been Margaret Draper, and the part was played for many years by Rita Ascot. For 15 years, our Evie has been Kay Campbell. Helen Lewis plays Gladys, and Tom Wells has been played by John Larkin and Casey Allen. Our director is Richard Leonard. Our writer for more than 20 years has been Aaron Tavroff. Ma Perkins has always been played by me, Virginia Payne. And if you'll write to me, Ma Perkins, at Orleans, Massachusetts, I'll try to answer you. Goodbye, and may God bless you. That concludes this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past few moments. This is Frank Brzee inviting you back again next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. <laughs>